You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. Welcome to the very first in history exchange episode. I am so elated to have you all joining me along this roller coaster ride towards a better version of ourselves. I have the pleasure to bring you some of my amazing tribe this season to help me not only bring you topics that we deal with daily, but that are thought provoking and that will hopefully be transformational about the exchange that we have on these sessions. And my very first guest is none other than the Amber Juice Girl Dixon, an amazing entrepreneur, the owner of Be Fit and Be Focused. She has expanded her juice brand to include not only juices and meal prep, but to include salad dressings now and chip a chip line that she just dropped a, not even a month ago. She has a clothing line. She's also responsible for tons of women empowerment groups and eating healthy groups. And I'm just positive that where she is now, we have yet to see what God has in store for her. So I know she's all of that to you. And though she's that for me too, she's also to me, she's my prayer partner. She is my gym partner. She's my business venture. She's my dreaming partner and my encourager. She's an amazing mother of two beautiful children. And most of all, she is a part of my tribe and I am a part of her. So I just want you guys to welcome Amber Juice Girl Dixon to the show. I was I was digging that introduction. Thank you so much. Just, um, okay, okay. It's a pleasure to be thought of in such a way. Um, it's an honor to know you just as well as it is for you to know me. And I thank you, as you said, for being all of those things. And I'm just happy to be here. I am so excited um, not only to have you here, but to actually be able to share a little bit about our story. Mm-hmm. appropriate to have you on for the first show. Um, as we talked about the exchange, I think that our relationship is one that speaks to um, our topic today, reciprocity. And yeah. I met you at probably one of the most pivotal times. I don't know that, I, I think you know some of this, but I, I met you at a pivotal mm-hmm. time, I think in my life, where I had just lost my dad to cancer. Um, yeah, we had we connected in that way because you had not um, long before that also lost your mom. Yeah. 
And I feel like our, you know, our relationship started off, I wouldn't say slow. Uh, it was a, it was a natural connection. I, I was mm-hmm. thinking today that, and I think I told you this before that I, I don't often realize that I met you prior to you becoming the entrepreneur that you are <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. And, but I always viewed you as that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I always saw that in you. So it wasn't a surprise. I remember, um, I think you started off meal prepping prior to juicing. Right? No, 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 no. Oh, no, were you get, were you juicing? If you got okay. to tell my story, yeah, I was gonna say, tell, yeah, tell, <laughs> tell, tell your tell your own story. So actually, um, one thing I always actually credit you for, um, you were one of my first um, customers when I began my business meal planning, um, and it's kind of funny that I'm currently doing that today, just on a larger platform, um, where I'm guiding people like through the meatless life. But um, when I met you. Um, I had just started meal planning because I knew that I was good at the nutritional side of losing weight on top of then like, you know, incorporating exercise. But that's the part that people struggle with the most. And um, and it was always good to like emotionally kind of connect with people and like listen to where it is that they struggle. So I remember you were my very first. No, you were my not my first. You were my second meal planning client. And you are actually one of my customers who has actually supported every single business venture that I've had every product that's been released you have done it from meal planning to um, meal prep services juices um, chips dressing apparel Um, you still have the very first and only t-shirt that um, was first created (laughs) that's Um, my favorite shirt you have been there from a a major point and from the beginning Um, so I can see where you saw probably something in me that I did not see in myself. And I, I thank you. And I'm always grateful for you for feeding that. Oh, I love that. I love, I, and I think, I think, um, and here's where we talk about reciprocity because I, I believe that we had the same type of exchange mm-hmm. in that manner where I saw somebody who had something that I was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. knowing, I think most of us knowing that there's something more inside of us, something that we need to um, kind of go and look at or dig deeper with that you gave me that. And it was even more encouraging to see that from somebody who was younger than me and not afraid to go and get that, right? So Mm -hmm. um, the exchange, I think from the beginning or that reciprocity that we had um, and it, that has grown over that time because I think we met back in, I think that was 2017, right. if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. And that has grown into a whole nother different level yes. of yes. of um, exchange or of recipro- reciprocity, but it's been a great journey for me. And when I was mm-hmm. thinking about just kind of things that we, we don't naturally talk about or I think that we don't have those necessarily those tough conversations about I don't think when you meet people you say hey I need this type of reciprocity right right um or I'm looking for an exchange and an even exchange or I'm looking for I'm not looking to just give 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 and not give back I don't think we necessarily talk about that I think as Mm -hmm. I've I've gotten a little bit um more mature and um, as my wisdom in those areas um, have grown and just discernment I think when I 
approach relationships now, they look very different. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. there's always an expectation. Okay. Um, I think whether that's a general expectation or a, a solid one, I think we don't know exactly what we want from people until we actually experience them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, because I think of myself and I know a lot of people say things like, oh, um, if you don't have expectations, you won't get hurt. But I think it's fair to actually have expectations for people and for people that you allow into your your personal and close space. Yeah. Um, what I think I do appreciate about our journey, um, I don't think it was slow, but I think it was always natural. Um, I feel like um, how you transitioned from, like our first talk was actually a very intimate conversation um, right. and which opened the door for um it opened the door for us to then open, say, hey, I'd like to do, you know, you wanted to have my services because it was the way I made you feel. Um, that's I good. think probably even more than just, hey, this is what I do and that's it because we always talk about that, especially when it comes to even supporting businesses. It's, it's not so, you may have an amazing product, but how do you make me feel? Um, mm. And I think that that was kind of like the bridge between us. So it went from customer exchange, right? to, mm-hmm. hey, you feel safe. Um, I like the way you talk. Um, and I think as time went on and I became to know you, I almost had the expectation, like, although I know in my life, when it comes to my friends, it's like, hey, I want loyalty, trust, understanding, you know, all of these different things generally, right? But I have an expectation for you. I, my mm-hmm. expectation is that I know you're gonna keep me lifted in prayer. Um, I know that we are going to talk spiritually about things. Um, I know that we're not going to gossip. I know, like those are my expectations that probably became more custom to our relationship. But wow. I think generally we always have some type of expectation or what we expect from um, people. And that plays a part of reciprocity because there's something that I may give you that you expect from who I am like most people look at me like oh you're the encourager you kind of I'm the friend that tells everybody to jump go for it quit your job do it (laughs) (laughs) you are definitely Uh, that I am definitely that person I'm the person that's going to tell you that so if let's just say we're having a conversation and you don't get that energy from me it's almost like what's up with you um because you're you're speaking out of fear I'm not now I'm not fearless but I do fear less um, I love I think, when you say and, that. <laughs> yes, and I and I think that a lot of people expect that from me. I'm the friend that you call when you know you're scared of something, but Amber is going to make me not feel as scared um, of something. And I think even in like I said, how our relationship even grew is that you know you started as a customer, and then and once we kind of built a. a friendship intimacy level you share with me some of your dreams and I was like yo do it and what was the thing that I said to you I said Deb you you support so many people it's gonna be easy for you it's it's gonna be nothing like by the time you have this everybody's gonna support you and when you came to the first pop-up shop what happened yeah. <laughs> blessings on top of blessings on exactly. top of blessings I want to go back to something that you said that I think is so powerful that I think always rings true. And because um, of the reciprocity I've I've experienced in my past, Mm -hmm. which was more negative reciprocity where I was, you know, the giver and not necessarily the, the, the taker or getter um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of those relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that I really appreciated the way you kind of poured back into me Mm -hmm. and you had this kind of like it and it wasn't a fearless it was more courage like okay Mm -hmm. I had been around folks that I couldn't really dream freely around and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I, I do have friends that I can dream freely around but they weren't necessarily in the realm of what I wanted to do to be able to assist you need people as your whatever your your craft is whatever your purpose is whatever you're working in whatever your business you know how you utilize that no matter what what they're in in that particular place you need people who can assist you you know what i'm saying can say hey i know don't go this way go that way right and Mm -hmm. to be around people when you dream Mm -hmm. and they make you even more because there's there's a there's a piece of fear in all of us right so like there's not a um a place where you're just like oh i just don't care you know like are are people going to buy it you know Mm -hmm. how are people going to receive this if you're coming outside of your box and and people don't even know that you do that a lot of people have hidden talents that people know nothing about so those are all things that go through people's mind and i was around people who made me more afraid at times, right? Mm. So in a place that I was already fearful, right? Um, even whether it was the pop-up shop or or just kind of stepping out, like mm-hmm. knowing that you're good in, in a certain area, but kind of stepping out uh, outside of your comfort zone to have people that are kind of like, oh, I don't know if we should go that way. And I don't mm. know. And I, and you already feel like that. So it's like yeah, them it, it igniting the, that. It feeds the fear. fear. It feeds yeah. the fear. Like whenever, that's why it's important. If you know, like, it's, it's like if we look at it on a 100% scale, if I have 70% fear, 30% not so much fear, and I got the people who are, I have like 10 fearless people and I got five fearful people and I already have that 70% I'm gonna just naturally go into what I fear Um, but Mm -hmm. sometimes when you kind of replace or not even replace but maybe add on where it's people that more so speak your language understand who you are and kind of give you that encouragement that you actually need you start tapping into less than 70% and it starts going into okay maybe I'm 60-40 um, because you need like those extra people and you know, like your pushers. Um, cause I wasn't always, um, you know, this again, I'm not fearless. I just fear less. Um, I was just, yeah, like I, I wasn't always like this, but one thing I knew is that I knew what failure felt like already. Um, I fell so many times in a lot of different areas in my life that it, I always laugh about this. So I said, but did you die? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, because I know that I've gone through those things and I've maneuvered through those things. We use the word pivoting a lot. I pivoted through those areas. Um, I knew, like, you know what I'm saying? That, hey, listen, what's the worst thing that can happen? And even if it's the worst thing that can happen, I can deal with that and I can get through that. So you need those type of people in your life. Um yeah. That just sometimes, and while we want safe people, that you do want safe people, you still need people to make you not feel so comforted that you don't progress. Yeah, that you get stuck. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you said something again that that triggers something in me. I I failed beyond failed, and mm-hmm. I think I finally got to a point um, over this last this last year or so where I just feel like you know what. Not all the time am I 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not. not um, 
Yeah, even with the podcast, I was just like, do people really want to hear what I want to talk about? Yes. And, and, and it doesn't <laughs> matter to anybody. Is this going to impact? My thing is always impact, right? I'm mm-hmm. a heart person mm-hmm. um, and we're both heart people. So I always want to be doing something that is um, assisting somebody, doing something for, for somebody and not something. I know we live in kind of this era of you know, we want the likes and all that. But Mm -hmm. I really want when I when I leave here, and I always say this, and I know it's a popular saying, you want to die empty. Yeah, I I really want. Mm -hmm. I really want to influence people in a manner that they're affected, Mm -hmm. um, and infected too, like that their experience with me their experience, um, whether that is a hello, whether that is a prayer, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, that it changes them or makes them think outside of what they thought before. And I was just like, I want to create a space that people can come here and be open, honest and transparent Mm -hmm. and really vulnerable about Mm -hmm. what they dealt with. Not talk about people, but talk about the trauma that we've experienced. Talk about, you know, what we deal with every day that people don't necessarily talk about. And people just, you know, they can be doing really well, but it's like, they're you know they have deficits in other areas that you can't see right and Mm -hmm. it's like I wanted to make sure and going forward with anything that that it was heartfelt Mm -hmm. and that it was something that the exchange was not necessarily even exchange like you, you don't always get and I know that's not popular to say, right? That you're getting something from the relationships you're in, but you are. Yeah. And if you are not, like you need to reevaluate that thing. Like we get something from one another. Yeah. And whether, you know, I give you the 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 prayers in the morning or the okay, come back, am because I know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, come back, come on. You know what I mean? Let's pray about let's right. let's let's go that way. And I and not that I don't have those moments too, Absolutely. but that we're in different spaces. You get me the same thing it's like when I'm like you like hey just breathe you got this it's gonna go like I need that yeah. right but you know and... thing I think is important though that um mm-hmm. we don't measure reciprocity based on tit for tat right so yeah I think a lot of people that's where it gets misconstrued because a lot of people feel like okay well if I pray for you you pray for me listen you may be the stronger prayer warrior you get what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. Whereas, hey, I may not pray, right? That's kind of like your area, but I'm the person who may write something for you that you really needed and you didn't know how to put it into words. Absolutely. Um, so, like, and, and too, like, let's just say you have a rich friend and you have a poor friend, right? What's the expectation? The rich friend probably is going to have the means, right, to cover certain things whereas if the other person they just have super ideas you're feeding it right because if if the person just has the money and then the other person just has the ideas without the sources then what happens you bring you bridge the gap together and then you make something powerful and you make it creative um and I think that's where a lot of people kind of get things twisted so like even when sometimes you look at relationships right and you're like well, I bought them this and they didn't buy me that, right? But there's a story that, that's always told, right? That's the man, like, let's just say I had $20 and this person mm-hmm. had $100. They could give you the $100 because they got plenty more where that came from, right? But Absolutely. if I give you $20 <laughs> and that was my last $20 and I don't know where I'm going to get my last $20, right? 
the impact of me giving you that is stronger because I'm giving you from a place that I'm hoping to receive more. And sometimes, and, and now don't get me wrong. I don't think that's always a healthy place to be because you don't want to empty yourself to make someone else full. You have to always give from your overflow opposed to your reserve. Um, and your reserve is what you need for you and your overflow is what you can actually give. Um, and it's not wrong sometimes to give your last 20 because if you understand or if you believe in God or you have any type of spiritual connection, you understand that what you give comes back to you tenfold. Um, but, yeah. but you know, a lot, I think it's this ideology of, well, I did this for this person and I did this or whatever. It's like, for me, sometimes, like, even let's just stop, use me in business, right? Um, there's people I know who are amazing. They create all of these beautiful things and they have like built businesses and I may not be able to buy their products all the time, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to send them 10 people who can buy those products. And that's yeah. my, that's my giving to them. That is um, how our That's reciprocity exactly. in, a, in, a, in a different way. Right. So there, the, what's funny is, so there's three types of reciprocity. And I remember looking at these really deep at a point um, to figure out because there's one called balance reciprocity. And I thought for sure that would be what I wanted. Mm. But balance recipro- reciprocity is more so tip for tat. Mm. It's the expectation of kind of like, oh, well, what I gave to you that you would return the same and the get, you know, the same type of gift to me. Mm. Um, and I was like, dang, that's not really, mm-hmm. though it sounds right, we think balance. I was like, oh, it's kind of balanced out, but it means, you know, like, oh, I want the exact same thing in the exact same manner where, like you said, in certain relationships, whether friendships, business ships, friend, you know, your friendship, family ships, whatever, or even an intimate relationship, people may not necessarily have that to get, mm-hmm. right? Whereas generalized um, reciprocity more so speaks to what I I was like that's what I want in friendships that's all my shits that I have mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really want the, want that type of thing especially uh, in, in intimacy yeah. you know what I'm saying like of whether it's a friendship or that type of thing co-workers not so much because right. you don't always have that intimate relationship right. that would be more of a so, balanced mm-hmm. type you know um, reciprocity but like the 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 generalized one is one without expectation like mm-hmm. if you need something and I'm able to give you that in that moment you got Absolutely, it right yeah. and it might not be returned in that moment right. or are you even looking to return it in that moment because it's not we're not looking at it like that I'm loving you and being a friend to you in the manner that I know how to be that right. so in another thing I'm like oh hey Em I need this you know possible thing can you do that for mm-hmm. me and you're like no problem because that is how we exchange right. like I got you yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and I think so I think, it, it um to add that, to like the generalized um without the expectation mm-hmm. of return um I feel like that that's that's a personality thing. like I feel that um that's a, that's not an easy thing to do um and I could tell you that um while I have a lot my I pretty much live from generalized personality, excuse me, generalized reciprocity, um, where if I do something for someone, I don't expect them to do, like, you know, to give it right back to me or whatever, because here's the thing, you have to be wise with generalized reciprocity. You should not give, right, at all. Like, if you know that it's something you need right back. And a lot of people think they're in a generalized space and you're really not like so for instance yeah. if 
hey, I you asked me for a hundred dollars, right? I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna need this back by the end of the week. I either have to communicate that to you, right? <laughs> I was about to you, say I think you have to yeah. communicate that to someone so that they understand because you can I think I think both can coexist. I think that can happen. I think that, hey, listen, I don't mind or whatever. Here it is. I don't need it back until two weeks or whatever it is, because I think communication is equally effective, right? Um, within giving. So 100%. Exactly. So it's like, no, it's not an <laughs> expectation, but hey, I do want to let you know. It's like, I know it sounds like expectation. Like, I, I do want to let you, I do need it back though, or whatever. I don't think that, I, I don't think that's um, expectation. Mm-hmm. I think that is true. Yes, it's true. And I exactly. think that mm-hmm. when, when you're in those types of relationships where you are lending money, mm-hmm. and this is just for me, I know everybody has different, um, rules and and boundaries and things that go around lending money my grandfather used to say to me that you never lend anything that you can't afford to lose exactly yes um Mm -hmm. and that you know that's kind of when I when I give to someone Mm -hmm. I give it with the expectation that you never know what could happen so like you said pouring from pouring from a, a cup that is empty like if you're taking my reserve I'm probably not, I'm not in a position to give you that. Mm -hmm. And I would be honest about that to whomever that, you know, that person is Mm -hmm. like, hey, I can't give you that reserve because God forbid something happens. Life happens. We have to be very honest with life happening. Mm -hmm. And even though it may be the person's intentions to even return that, that does not mean that you will definitely get that back. So if you can't afford to give that of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Or give that piece, not even just financially, of yourself without you feeling lack of what you need, mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't get, you know, give that. Right. But those are things that we have to kind of experience. I learned that a very hard way. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even though my grandfather taught me that, I learned that you don't know until not you know. Having or you just don't know until you know. Things. And a lot of times you don't know until you experience that thing yourself and be like, hey, I'm never going to go down. Hopefully you say, I'm never going to go down that route. And there's nothing you know, against that. I have a funny story. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine does not lend anything over a hundred dollars. Okay. Not because she doesn't have mm-hmm. it. Her thing is that's her rule. That's her boundary. Okay. She's like, I don't have, uh, she doesn't care who you are. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care what goes on. That is her boundary. Okay. And I'm okay with yeah. that because I feel comfortable that she feels comfortable now. I'm like, wow, really? So what if not her kids? Not her because, best friend. Because she knows herself no enough one. to know that yep. if it goes, and that's again a part of like being honest and communicating, you know that if it's over that, you may build some type of resentment. You may build some type of anger. You may build some, so you have to know yourself. I was going to say this um, um, as we're talking about this. I think it's important, even on the receiving end, right, to understand mm-hmm. like, I, well, well, let's just say how I look at myself in relationships, right? I like okay. I'm like when, especially when I think about like dating, right? Generally, um, if I had to pick a partner, I do want someone that I can depend on, um, meaning someone who can take certain things off of my plate. Um, if I come into a bind, you're able to help me, um, but that also means that I'm able to give that back to you as well if that's what you need for love, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What I do try to do, because like financially, I feel like at this point, 
of my life, if I'm honest, like I do want someone financially stable. Um, and even though that's interchangeable, right? Because you can go through a hard time in life. Um, overall, generally, I do know that that's important to me. However, I also think that I take a responsibility in making sure that I choose things that are not monetary for you to help me with. So that way I have the perfect balance. So I know I know a lot of people read, read the five um, love languages book, right? And acts of, um, acts of service is huge for me because I'm always wow. doing things. I'm always, always running somewhere. I always have a task. I always have an errand. So if anybody, whether it's a friend, a mate, whatever, they step up and they say, hey, listen, I can pick this up for you. You know, firsthand, there's been times that I said, hey, listen, Deb, I'm not going to make it to this area, but you're in that area. Can you please grab my bottles for me? Right? Um, yeah. Those, yeah. That type of thing is important to me more than you buying me or giving me money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes in those cases, because... I just need this weight off of me. So I think that when we're asking people for things, like we should we should make sure that that's well balanced. Um, so that way it's not just, listen, I just need money, 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 money. No, I need, these are the things that, cause guess what? If your money status changes at any point, you still have value here because you can help me in these types of ways. These ways. So let me, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. right? Since we're talking about kind of more intimate um, relationships, do you, do you think, so you meet, you meet a new guy, mm-hmm. right? Do you communicate, of course, not off the bat, but as you, you know, you go on a couple of dates, you figure out you like him. Okay. He likes you. Do you have these conversations? <laughs> do you, do you, and I'm not asking to be no. funny. I'm asking because I I'm feel like, what again, I'm going to tell you, you're going to laugh. And most people listen I, and like laugh and they may think that I'm kind of <laughs> like a jerk, but it's real. Don't be a jerk, no. but like, what, what do you, so, how, do, how do you articulate, not, not only for you, before you answer, not only for you, but somebody who's navigating those fields. We have a lot of single people mm-hmm. just in general. Like there's a lot of single men, a lot of single women. And as we're getting older and I won't just put age on it. Cause I, we already know that wisdom does not come with age, right. but in that particular area, how do you how do you, let's get you, and um, I'll, I'll share mine, but how do you articulate to a person just meeting them, this is your expectation of who you want to spend your time with? Because for me, time is currency, is, right? Um, so I'm very, yes, I'm very, very particular about who I spend my time mm-hmm. with, not just my friends, yeah. um, especially anyone who I'm even remotely thinking about in partnership mm-hmm. relationally, right? So how do we articulate that honestly of what we really need, like to a mate? So, how do you do So that? for how me, do do I just feel like I'm just myself. So I'm pretty much a pretty, I mean, people who are around me know I'm very funny. They almost expect not anything to come out of my mouth, but they also know that I'm funny. I make light of things, but I do um, find my conversations to be very honest. Um, the only way to be honest is by being honest. Um, what I've learned in, when it comes to communication is that I am not really responsible for how you receive it. I'm responsible for my delivery. Um, I don't want my delivery mm-hmm. delivery to be cutting or hurtful or whatever, but that's also based on where you are, whether you receive it that way too, right? So um, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm just honest. And the reason why I say you'll laugh at me because I remember um, like, I, I've, you know, I meet people all the time and it's just like, oh, well, what is it, is it that you like? And I'm like, I don't date broke guys. I say this straight up. 
And like, I know that sounds harsh. And when I say broke, because most people be like, well, what's broke? They think like, oh, you're just mm-hmm. broke. Like, oh, financially and this, this and that. Nah. When I say that, when I say broke and I always make sure that I elaborate on that so that way they're not offended, um, even if I can't help okay. their being, them being offended, I like to kind of expand on what I mean by that. So when I say I don't date broke guys, what I say is that I don't want your problems to imp- like affect me, meaning that you mm-hmm. are not in a position to take care of yourself financially, mentally, and spiritually um, because they all are heavy heavily valued right they have value on them so if a man you could come in like with a lot of money but if you're broke mentally if you're broke spiritually right now that's taxing on me um that means that somewhere i have to pull away from what i have going on that i may have taken the time to create this peace and this balance and all of these things right and now i have to pour into you in a way that may be more exerting than been peaceful for me so when i say i don't date broke guys meaning that listen if you take care of your building you can't do your responsibilities and at the end of that you don't have it this week i ain't talking about that i'm talking about it's constantly a story it's everybody's fault you take no accountability for where you are um it's just it's just you are just always down on your luck when i speak to people like that I know that there's somewhere in their life that they are not healed. They are not acknowledging where they are. And also too, just acknowledging where you are is not enough for me. Um, because gotcha. the, to know and not to do something different to me is scary. Um, but is. I know that requires a readiness. I do understand that that requires a readiness, but I feel like, I mean, for me, I went through a valley of life where um, financially, I was just not there. Mentally, I wasn't there. Spiritually, I wasn't there. And what I decided was I took myself out of the dating game. I might talk to people here and there, but I wasn't taking anybody serious. And I was extremely honest with them about that. I said, listen, I can't because I didn't like myself. And I don't feel like that's fair to put what I had going on onto someone else. And one thing I know about mm-hmm. dating or anything is that you can't date or you can't even friends, whatever. You can't if you don't like yourself because you're. you're but, no, I, what I was gonna say is that I don't, I don't know that everybody's right. there, mm-hmm. right? I, I think, like you said, it is a process, mm-hmm. right? It's a process to first be able. the The biggest thing that we're we're all gonna do in life is look yourself in the mm-hmm. mirror. Um, and I know we look at ourselves, but sometimes this is why I feel like gossip is the the thing that people kind of go mm. towards and like negativity and all of that stuff because it's hard to look yourself in the mirror and be like, this hey, this is not mm-hmm. good. This is not, you know, and, and take your responsibility to stop pointing fingers at other people in mm. your life um, and really you know, look at, and I, again, I've, you know, I've gone through a whole process, which I'm still in a process, but a process mm-hmm. of healing, a, po- a process of taking responsibility, mm-hmm. a process of fixing things that I didn't like about right. myself, that nobody had to sit me down and tell me, but I was like, that's mm-hmm. ugly. I don't mm-hmm. like how um, I feel in that place. I don't like how I make other people feel mm-hmm. in that place. And yeah, it was hard. It was, it was mm-hmm. a hard, it was a hard mm-hmm. process and it's harder to admit to yourself 
about yourself, mm-hmm. right? It's easy to talk about somebody else and say where they are and say what they're doing, but it's really hard to take a hard look and be like, look, you're nasty mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. wrong in that area. No, you have yeah. to fix this, right? Mm-hmm. To yourself. It's hard to do that. And I think a lot of people, um, and I don't think this is gender specific, I think a lot of people haven't come to a place that they see themselves because when you start to see yourself you pull back in a lot of areas because it's like nah I don't want to date I wasn't in a place I also wasn't in a place for a long time Mm -hmm. to date because I just felt like I didn't want to bring that trauma to somebody else and have them be responsible for it right and like I think that's a responsible thing and that's a true place whether you're ready or not to you know it's it's responsible in my opinion because I, who wants to if you know somebody's and that's why they always say that stuff on social media like if you see somebody's happy they're doing good and you know that that's not where you are leave them alone like you get what i'm saying like just yeah, just i agree leave, just i agree them alone um it's very ugly to tell yourself ugly things about yourself um, and I'm saying that absolutely from experience because you know me, you have mm-hmm. actually watched me evolve in a lot of different areas where I was the block queen. You say the wrong thing to me, blocked. Okay, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> deal with you. I would avoid you. Um, and change is not, and, it, and when you actually get to a depth of change, you understand that a lot of things don't, it's about you more than it is the other person always. Um, it's like something yeah. in you that may attract, like, um, I remember when I went to therapy, my therapist said to me, um, broken people can choose you. You don't have to choose them back. Wow. And, and what, and yeah. when, when elaborating and even taking it outside of the therapy, I, I totally understood. I have healing. I have a healing spirit. I have the spirit that makes people feel free, even if they can escape their reality for a moment and I, I boost them up and I make people feel good, right? Um, people want more of that. They want to take it. They want to have it all the time. They want access to it because it kind of almost puts them in a place where they don't have to see themselves, even just whether it's for a moment. It's like you kind of distract me from my own reality. And I learned that. And I learned oh, that yeah. that's so it's like, like a, a drug. drug. And I, um, what I've learned is that <laughs> you like a drug. bad behavior, Amber, because you're not teaching the person that, hey, listen, I know I'm this praiser to you. I know that you're great and I always want to make you feel highly esteemed. But there are moments that you have to take to yourself to do your own work. And it's not fair to be emotionally dependent on anybody. Sometimes, like, even when people tell me that, it makes me nervous when people put a certain level of things on me. Like, I guess we can go back to expectations, right? Um, When I have a level, when somebody has a level of expectation of me, um, because, I I mean, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not God. You get what I'm saying? And I don't want anybody leaning on me harder than the Lord. Like, that's just me. Um, But I get that, you know... Some people may not be there or in that area or that, you know, in a divinity, you know, a, divin- a divine place, excuse me, um, where they see it like that. Um, so it's like, I know yeah. that I attract the broken. I know that, that that's just what my thing is. But I had to learn to say, hey, Amber, sometimes you just can't be the savior. Sometimes, like, like Iyanla always talks about, is it selfish or self-full, right? Because if it's selfish, yeah. then... Selfish, yeah, it's selfish. Like, I'm not, I know by all degrees that 
I'm not a selfish person. I'll do as much as I can to give back. I'll do as much as I can to help people. I'll do as, and again, I'm you. I'm emphasizing as I can because that goes back to the reserve tank and my overflow. The, if I can't, I'm not. I just can't because then there's somewhere yeah. I always do that. Sometimes I do that to myself, even in business. I may overextend myself, and almost every single time that I do that, something happens that reminds me it. of what every time. right every <laughs> single time that I overextend myself. I'm mad at myself. I, I don't like that feeling when I could just say, "Hey, listen, that does not work for me," um, and just being honest about that place. I, like we I, like your initial question was like, how do you communicate? The best way to communicate is just honesty. You're not like, because here's the thing. Once you tell the person, listen, I don't date real guys. I don't date this type of thing. Um, this is kind of like what I expect. The person may flock or flee. And even if they decide to stay, knowing that they are not those things, they're not going to last long. And if your mind is open enough, you're going to see whether they're pretending or whether they're real. Yeah. So I, I, I think a, I think a lot of things that um, you said are amazing to think about. One of the things I want to go back to is a learning the power mm-hmm. of no. Um, one of the hardest lessons that I had to mm-hmm. learn, I had to really in therapy, one of the things that and one of my good friends actually pointed this out to me where I, it caused me to dig a little deeper. I lost my sister oh, yeah. when I was 12. Um, my sister died mm. in my arms and there was something outside of that being as tragic as it was, there was something in me that had this savior mm. mentality um, that I couldn't save her. So I had mm. lived my life trying to mm. save people um, so much that I was hurting mm. myself, mm. like really hurting and injuring myself, but feeling like I don't know, like that, it's probably a and, and not it's probably consciously, just a regret, even though but it's not your fault. Yeah, like trauma. Trauma is real, y'all. Is. Trauma is so real, and when we don't handle it, that little girl, that little boy in us, creeps up and comes out and shows up in, you know, work relationships. It comes out in intimate relationships or just in general. It comes out and it's very present. I had to do a lot of digging to realize, like. I can't save everybody. That's mm-hmm. not my job. You know what I mean? And I remember, um, this was actually wasn't that long ago, like choosing mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And I felt yeah. horrible. I I really, I, I literally, I think I locked myself in my house. This is way too much information, mm-hmm. but it's so true. Um, I locked myself in my house probably for the, the next mm. three days. I was, felt so horrible about not putting myself mm-hmm. aside and worrying about somebody else. And that was the first time I had chose myself. I cried and cried because all I could think about is like, I didn't want to, I think in the back of my head, I didn't want to lose yeah. another person. And I think, and, and the probably is no different than like an exercise. You don't exercise that muscle enough. Um, like, because like, yeah, well, because like, even but... like you said, right, I, I can relate to what, exactly what you said, like, you feel like you couldn't save them. So sometimes, though, I personally believe that that's not always a negative thing. It's just at which point, right? Because it's I look not... at my business, right? My mom died from cancer when I was 28 years old. My mom, this will make this year will make six years in December that my mom passed away. And I feel uh, wow. I do feel a sense of responsibility, but it's tied to purpose, right? Um, my sense of yeah, my sense of Absolutely. responsibility is that okay, Amber, you know, 
Um, I know that black women, especially, and not that my business is just geared towards black women, but just I am a black woman. So what do I identify with, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where your um, heart is. I look at women, just period, that we put everything before ourselves. We don't take care of ourselves. We know when this person has to go to the doctor, that person has to go. All of these Ooh, different things, our parents, good. all of this stuff. But in that we neglect ourselves and don't even schedule a doctor's appointment just to see what's going on with us right and i and i identify mm-hmm. that because i look at my mother my mother is that was that excuse me she was that mm-hmm. and while i appreciated how much she cared for me she loved on us and all of those things she neglected herself in that and mom and 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 ended up passing away from cancer as a result of not of not actually wow. taking care of herself. So I do understand what you're saying because now I feel a sense of responsibility to share that, so, to share that mm-hmm. with other people, to let them know that I, while I love my mom, I am trying to not do what she did in that area. And I am, but I'm also using yeah. my purpose to teach women and to teach anybody that, hey, listen, I do feel people. a sense of responsibility yeah. because I know that happened to someone. Um, and knowing and that someone was my the the best person I've ever known in the world. So it, I do feel a sense of responsibility to save people from themselves if I can. However, I do also understand you can't save everybody. I can literally give somebody all the tools. You can give two people $20,000 and it's going to be spent two ways. It is. You're right. I. <laughs> That, that's funny. I, so there, there was an exercise that um, in one of my classes that we had to do that reminded me of what you just said was they said, put a list of everything you're responsible for and everybody's list wow. didn't include them. Mm. That's terrible. And I was like, and I can see myself wow. doing something like, like that. And <laughs> getting, I, I am that. I, I, I am that. I made the list about, you know, the kids and what I have to be responsible for and what I have at work and, and, and you know, everything else outside of that I'm doing. Wow. And I wasn't on the list. And I was like, wow, if people, and it, you know, it, it made you think like, and I, I don't think that's only a woman thing. I think we live in this age of just hustle and bustle and people are just barely getting by some people are not we're coming out not even coming out of but Mm -hmm. still in this pandemic and and people Mm -hmm. are coping like I mean with trauma and now not being able to move around Mm -hmm. the way you used to do go out Mm -hmm. the way that you used to do people are sitting in the house with themselves you have like they always said you're forced to uh, deal idle mind is a dangerous playground um and because you're idle and you're sitting there you are stuck to think about it and a lot of people do that they escape everything is oh i don't want to go home let me go to the bar let me go to this let me go to that let me go to because home is a is a reminder of where you don't want to be and that's terrible wow it is yeah, home is my a, peace. like yeah, like because we have, <laughs> already know. there are people that's, in our lives. There's not just place. even in our lives, but there's two type of people. There are people who are either running from their lives or they're chasing their lives. So how do we for 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 the people that are um, running for their lives, right? For for the people that are in the places that we used to be and that we've climbed out of. Um, mm-hmm. And still growing. Because I am not all there. You know I mean, maturing <laughs> and, and a lot of shell. <laughs> I, I, it's a daily battle, right? Um, for me in certain areas. And just when I sometimes think I got one thing, 
you know, God will show me something else. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Um, so it, it's a constant thing. And it, I, I want everybody who's listening to this to not feel ever attacked. Like what we're talking about and is real things and we're sharing what we've been through and just the vulnerable places because it was uncomfortable. It was un- it was not easy after losing my father was like when I really had to process all the death I had in my life. I mean, like I had to process that because I had been going, going, going for so long and people had somehow put me in this strong yeah. category that I had almost like was I was kind of living up to that like I had been told my whole life you're okay Mm -hmm. and I wasn't okay for the first time in my life I knew I wasn't okay Mm -hmm. and no matter how much I said it no matter how much I had the self-talks with myself and the thing like get it together you could just Mm -hmm. snap out of it I couldn't and you know that that led Mm -hmm. me to therapy because I was like okay what's wrong that I I couldn't shake it you know what I mean but it was years Mm -hmm. and years of that it wasn't that one thing his death wasn't that one thing his his death blessed me a lot in a lot of ways because it we wouldn't be listening to this podcast if he hadn't well, um, left mm-hmm. here because of cancer because it breathed death, your purpose it breathed, it breathed truly it breathed my purpose and in his death I know people don't ever understand this but like in losing him yes, I really I found totally me I, he, I his totally his Yes, his death yeah. taught me how to live and, and what I wanted to and what I want mm. to leave for my children and how I want to mm. interact with them, how I, you know what I mean? And we'll talk about my dad another time, but he had such a, um, mm-hmm. such a hard life, but it was, it was amazing to see where he was and it was amazing for me to me and my dad mm. always exchange that's one of that's part of why this is even called the exchange but we always exchange we, what mm-hmm. I would call porch talk right um but I think when he got sick I finally got to know the person mm. beyond the parent and though he was not always this perfect Nobody. dad because nobody's mm-hmm. perfect like no parent no mm-hmm. there's no guide to parenting there's no guide to being mm-hmm. a you know a good person or all of that so like my dad really he showed me that it's possible mm-hmm. to change I've seen so many mm-hmm. different versions of him but I finally not only got to understand mm-hmm. who he was and things I didn't understand yeah, but I got yeah. to understand the mm-hmm. why behind it like the why he was and mm-hmm. why he did certain things and why he maneuvered certain ways. And that for me was an ever-changing place. And even though I miss him more than anybody, mm-hmm. well, you can imagine that could imagine and wish that he was here to see all the great things that the kids are doing and I'm doing and all of that. But I thank God that I got to see him leave here. And I, I feel like, you know, some people's mm-hmm. life will speak and yes. other people's death will speak. And for me, my dad's death spoke to me more, not even more than his life, but it gave me a full yeah. picture And it causes you life, to be reflective, sense. and I'm sure, and see, and it's so crazy because like, let's think about that, right? Because we're talking about reciprocity. That's what he left you with. He gave you, he gave you that because now you have to tap back into those moments, right? Of what he was trying to teach mm-hmm. you or what he was trying to show you. And that, to me, I feel is a big part of reciprocity that when I leave you, right, when I'm not around, when you can't reach me on the Mm -hmm. phone, that I've given you something so strong, so deep, right, that you don't need my presence to feel it, know it, understand it, and, and, and use it. That's, like, to me, what reciprocity is. 
that's the ultimate that's the ultimate yes. exchange that's yes. the ultimate reciprocity it really i always feel really like my is, mom is not here anymore. i think we I both can never that. repay her still not even being here for all that she the wow. wisdom that yeah. she dropped on me um and and it's so many times that some yeah. people may even look at me crazy sometimes i'll be sitting in a car somewhere idle nobody's around me and i'll start laughing because I'm thinking about like the type of response she would have given me about a thought that came up. And it just makes me laugh. Like, wow, mom, yeah. like, okay, I see what you did here. And that, like I said to me, that's the type of reciprocity that I'm trying to leave the earth with. That I gave somebody something so strong that they don't need me to be here for them to receive it and have it. Wow. That's good. That's good. So if we could, if we can leave the listeners with anything about reciprocity and relationships and even moving, mm-hmm. we kind of touched on so much stuff, but leaving them with anything, what, what do you think you would leave them with about even going into relationships or um, how to maneuver? What, what would um, be your words of wisdom? wisdom? When it comes to reciprocity is number one, identify what it is that the person needs for it to be deemed reciprocal. Um, because like we're, mm-hmm. we think we're giving something back, right. Or we're giving something to them. They can't use it. And I like to say this for an example, if I need a hug, I don't want you to buy me a watch. So like, you know what I'm saying? Where I, I can bring you <laughs> that's a watch very good. and, and no, that's in my very mind, good. I might have felt like, well, I did something for you, but that's not what I needed. So in reciprocity, we have to understand and identify once we get, once we decide that a person is going to be in our lives close to us, what is it that the person needs in order for that to feel like it is being reciprocated? Um, also, that's really, that's it. And, and just like I touched on, the last thing is... Mm-hmm. I want to be able to give people something that they could take forever. I love this quote. I'll never forget that um, this quote Mm -hmm. that my English teacher, my sophomore year used to have in his um, classroom. And they used to say, you teach, you fish for a man, Mm -hmm. he'll eat for a day. You teach a man how to fish, he'll eat forever. That's the saying that I personally always want to leave with people. And whether we are connected or we disconnect at some point, you could tap back and reach un- in- back into that and say, yo, I'll never forget when you never taught me or gave me or did this. That's good. That's good. So I, I would have to say, let me see. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have a couple things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe only two. So um, there's definitely a quote that, that says, and I'm probably going to mess this up, but it's something along the lines, like you will never impose on others what you want to mm. choose for yourself. Um, and that for me is like, when somebody comes into my life, <laughs> what I'm asking for them is no different than what I would also want for myself, right? Mm -hmm. So what you get from me is the same thing that I'm willing to give. So I have my WWW or me Mm -hmm. and you talk about this all the time. It's like um, when I meet somebody or encounter somebody or am evaluating, kind of getting a different, because you have relationships, but like a more intimate relationship with somebody. I'm Mm. always like, do I want it? Mm. You know, what, what they're, what they're, giving or what they bring to the table do I want it and and by that for me it's like evaluating a Mm. is it worth it what I'm going to get out of that relationship 
because I, I not that I feel like I'm I, I'm confident right. that I can give. I haven't met a relationship as of yet that God's presented right. that I haven't been able to give, right? But is it is right. it worth it to give, right? Is it worth it to extend reciprocity in that? And I've learned the hard way that everybody doesn't deserve right. reciprocity right. Mm-hmm. in that manner, right? Um, to learn how to be nice to people, to love on people, but not at the extent mm-hmm. that I would harm myself in those manners, right? And then am I willing, but is the other person also willing to give what it takes and invest what it takes to have mm. a true relationship. And that doesn't always mean, you know, oh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be my man or that relationship is that mm-hmm. person's gonna be my best friend. But it time is currency. I said this earlier, it's currency. So when I decide to spend time outside of everything else that I'm responsible for, I want to make sure that that other person is also willing to extend themselves. So A, do I want it? B, is it worth it? And C, am I willing and are they willing mm. to mm. exchange? I like that. In, in a, good. Yeah, in a generalized nice. way. So that's my words of wisdom. So yeah, <sighs> I thank you. I think this is this. like, this is um, kind of almost I, like a fly. I love that we... Things we always talk about, right? It's kind of like, yes! it's like an open window yes, it's of like, how Amber... It's like eavesdrop. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And we really, the one thing I I would say in closing out that I love about you, I love that Mm -hmm. we both challenge each other in those ways. We have totally different (laughs) lenses. And though we have a a huge commonality of... Yeah, of approach and everything that I'll be like, mm-hmm. I don't see it like that. And we not not that we just the, the mm-hmm. amazing thing about being vulnerable, mm-hmm. having a safe space and knowing that when you come to people or mm-hmm. we come together, we already know like mm-hmm. I can be me. Like I'm never like I'm never hesitant to say how I feel. <laughs> You're never hesitant to say how you feel. Um, but you challenge me to sometimes look at things in a way that I wouldn't yeah, necessarily too. look at them. And though you may have a different approach, I can be but super you know stubborn. What's I'm funny? like, no, that's I don't, that's I don't really see that. It's funny that you say that because I feel the opposite. I feel like me, I'm kind of like a straight shooter. Um, like, I mean, I am. I do have fluff. And I do thank you for coming into my life to help make me a little more gentle in certain areas. Because again, like you said, that whole strong thing, like that's always been attached to me. And I'm actually getting out of that. I don't want to have to be strong. I know that I have strength, but I don't want to be assigned to being Mm -hmm. strong. Um, So I feel like an exchange is that you give me the spiritual approach. Like, well, Amber, and when you say it that way, like we, we, we disagree about things a bit sometimes you know what I'm saying like where you're just like all the time all the time and and it's not and it's not a because that's not what it's supposed to be your friendships and your um your connections are not supposed to just be like every single thing you think then you're not growing you're not evolving if everybody thinks the way that you think then that's scary um so I I think I get something from you where you kind of help me to see things in a gentle way and then I'm you I'm your friend that's gonna tell you nah you're gonna have to put a little sternness on that but <laughs> you know, you know what's so funny is that I, 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 I see me before in you, but I had okay. no filter. <laughs> I try right? to have a so little filter. Something. The younger me, yeah, you do have filter. Um, the younger me 
would just say how I, if, if mm-hmm. I felt it, it would come out of my mouth, right? So over time, I've learned, even with myself, I know that about me, depending on yeah, how something's how, to me, it could be the how. right thing, mm-hmm. but if it's not received the right way, the yeah. how, I don't hear you, right? And now I'm just at a place, and that, that's the thing I love about mm-hmm. the circle that I have around me, is that people can say something to me, and I can disagree with you with one here and it's happened that I'd be like no I don't see that or uh, I don't agree with that right and then later on the thing is I I think everybody Mm -hmm. we're allowed to change our minds we're allowed to grow in places that um, my pastor says something that is so profound and I always think about that if your old self and where you are now Mm -hmm. if you don't look back Mm -hmm. and disagree with how you handle things disagree with some choices that you made if you you haven't grown and I think about that all the time because I think about you just reminded me like oh my god um, an issue like a few years ago with a person I was extremely close to and it's so funny that I know that today had that same type of thing happen the the end game would have been way different because where I am um, it would have been different, yeah. and and even because you're today, different, you're different. Regrets about it, but I know I think there will be a day that there will be a reckoning there, um, because exactly yeah. because sometimes you come like, full circle. What really about like you get what I'm saying? Like what was the real issue? But I think it had to do with the place places that you're in in order for you to actually see it um but I love what you said about like we're allowed to change um I one thing I say about myself is that um you know where I stop doesn't is not where I reside um so and when I say that just like with anything if you take a trip you're just visiting and that doesn't you may visit that area that doesn't mean that's where you live um and and I could I could easily may have been a negative force at some point in my life and that could have very well been based on how I saw myself circumstances trauma whatever that is but I don't live there and I'm allowed to evolve I'm allowed to change and that's why it's important to have positive um reciprocity in your life so that it can feed the growth rather than feed the negative yeah yeah, and that no. it doesn't make yeah. you feel bad about growing. I think that is something that I had to mm-hmm. learn growing up in the hood. <laughs> and I think I, I use the hood as the example because there's this huge thing about mm-hmm. being loyal and being nah. the same down that you yeah. was then. I'm, I'm loyal not there me. anymore. I'm loyal. And I'm, people I always say that loyal, I, like one exactly. Thing about me, I, people say I'm not loyal because I don't want to commit myself to something that I may not feel comfortable with later. Today, I may feel this way and I'm allowed to not feel this way next week based on where I am because something life-changing may have happened that made me not want to see it that way anymore, whether it be positive or negative, but I don't like to look at myself like, oh, you're not loyal because you're not going to continue to stay in a a place. Like where sometimes, where some, even you meet certain people in certain seasons, right? And listen... I could have met you in the season. We could have been like ace boom coons because of where we both were. But I was only visiting. That's where you reside. So you can't expect me to stay here with you because I don't live here. That's a whole nother podcast. I know we gave words of wisdom already. That's a whole nother podcast. But what I will say is that some people, yeah, some people will not be able to 
accept you mm-hmm. for your growth. I'm okay with and that. I my prayer dearly is that as I evolve, mm-hmm. um, especially with healing, right? As you heal, mm-hmm. you are going to change. You're gonna change your mind about stuff, you're gonna you're gonna change mm-hmm. it your your thought process about how you do mm-hmm. this, you're gonna change how you maneuver things. Sometimes I have to I'm yeah. like, do not respond. You can't afford how it. Mm-hmm. I want to respond. You know, it's like the, the oh, it's like it's like no, I can't even respond to that. It. And everything does not need or even Silence deserve a response. Some Silence things you just gotta let roll off you. One. It is. Um, I, I know that yes. now. You know, obviously, it's, sometimes it we all have me. I don't like. I really don't like the word petty because I don't really like that whole petty spirit thing. But you know, it all resides in us. Um, I mm-hmm. find myself sometimes too. I make a conscious effort not to respond to things that I know are trying to nip at me, um, snip at me. Yeah, like it's kind of like, you Tell know, you. and I've always kind of equate mm-hmm. those things as tests from God. Like, are you ready to access the next level? Because those, those attacks not going to lighten up. They're not going to get easier. It's, I want to know, yeah, are you growing up? Are you growing no. enough to handle that? So I want to equip you with these little swipes at your feet to pull you down the ladder. So as you get higher and higher up the ladder, how you going to be? You got to have that practice. I think like, honestly, most stuff that I go through, I feel like it's practice for the top. Oh, it is. Well, that's what when you were talking about earlier um, about the, the, the failure and all of that always talk about this right there's no mm-hmm. there's no losing in it right yeah that's you it win or you learn mm-hmm. you win or you learn and learning all these prepares you nobody that's great in any field that they do I don't care if it's business I don't care what it is in purpose and anything that has not failed much you mm-hmm. learn when you mm-hmm. fail you learn what not to do you know you mm-hmm. know what relationship not to go in and it's no different mm-hmm. than a child mm-hmm. touching a hot stove you learn that it's hot yep. and hopefully you learn not to touch yep. that thing or no that's not what I want so there's yeah there's, it's, it's, it's nothing I mean at the end of the day I guess there's nothing wrong with understanding that and even though you protect yourself guys out there don't protect yeah. yourself so much that you don't mm-hmm. allow people in especially mm-hmm. for givers those who give a lot there are people out there that will reciprocate in that giving um so they exist they exist i got some good ones that's around me and mm-hmm. it took me a little bit longer yeah. to find find them or even recognize them um not that they weren't around but it's possible. It's thank possible. you. So I yes, thank yes, you again because yes, you know we you. can talk. <laughs> and we love you too. And we'll see you guys next time on the next yes. exchange Later. podcast. Later. <laughs>